what's in front of me. I'll walk on and just believe He hears my prayer. And when I get there, the miracle promised by my Father is waiting in the water. I've walked in darkness, I won't lie, and just like that blind man, sometimes I felt all alone, like all hope was gone. I know that His Word is true, and no matter what I'm going through, He promised me that He would never leave. I know along the way I will stumble and I will fall, but I'll make it to the water, even if I have to. What a song, huh? Praise God. Waiting in the water. Thank you, Taylor. And that, that's a send-off for her mom and dad before they go on vacation. Where's Brad? Oh, he's back there. Okay. Aren't you proud of this young lady? Praise God for her. Good morning. We're still in the morning. It's nice to be here and be with you and see your faces. Dean read, uh, you want to read, Dean, right? Go ahead. We're going to read today from Daniel chapter 1, verses 1 through 8. Daniel 1, verses 1 through 8. New King James Version. In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, King of Judah, 
Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand, and with some of the articles of the house of God, which he carried into the land of Shinar, to the house of his God, and brought the articles into the treasure house of his God. Then the king instructed Ashpenaz, the master of the eunuchs, to bring some of the children of Israel and come, and some of the king's descendants and some of the nobles. Young man in whom there was no blemish, but good-looking, gifted in all wisdom, possessing knowledge, and quick to understand, who had ability to serve in the king's palace, and whom they might teach the language and literature of the Chaldeans. And the king appointed for them a daily provision of the king's delicacies, and of the wine which he drank, and three years of training for them, so that at the end of that time they might serve before the king. Now from among those of the sons of Judah were Daniel, Hananiah, and Mishael, and Azariah. To them the chief of the eunuchs gave names. He gave Daniel the name of Belteshazzar, and to Hananiah Shadrach, and to Mishael Meshach, and to Azariah Abednego. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Thank you, Dean. This is a, an excellent portion that has always attracted my attention in the Bible about a man who's always been stood out amongst many men in the Bible. A young man filled with knowledge, education, and wisdom from God. And uh, the uh, next eight verses or ten verses, they tell us how Daniel and the three young men that were chosen for to be educated in the literature of the Chaldeans in order to stand before the king and lead the youth of the Chaldeans. They were young, very young men. When they were caught, they come from nobilities. They were noble. Uh, Daniel, uh, it is said that he was a son of the uh, a noble man, uh, maybe a king also. So these men were well versed and in the knowledge of the Hebrew literature, and now they were chosen to be taught in the Chaldean language. And these men were offered to be fed from the king's food, which is totally different. But Daniel, who was most probably the leader of the four people, three others, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when they changed their names, said, no, we will eat from the food that we are used to, and we will not take part, or we will not partake of the food of the king, the meat, and so on and so forth. And what are you going to eat? Daniel, 
Would someone help me here? You understand that? It's in the Bible. My food is in the Bible. That's great. Okay. And they said, Daniel in verse 12, Please test your servants for 10 days and let us be given some vegetables to eat and water to drink. And you know, at the the end of 10 days, you know what happened? They looked at this youth and they looked better, healthier than any other. It's not because of vegetables or because of meat. This is not the subject. It's because God was with them. And my subject this morning uh, is the man of purpose. The man of purpose. We are challenged today, challenged to have a purpose. And I hope each and every one lives for a purpose in his or her life. The first invasion of Jerusalem happened in year 605 BC by Nebuchadnezzar, the king of the Chaldeans. It's recorded only in Daniel chapter 1. And you don't read it anywhere else. And it tells us about deporting some young men, amongst them Daniel and three others, already a respected person and his three friends uh, to to Chaldea. To incorporate the best of Jewish life into the Chaldean life and to the, into the political system, the king gave orders that some of these young promising men be given special instruction in their lives, in literature, teach them for three years. And the end of three years, I want to use them, and they will enter into the king's personal service. But Daniel, when he was offered to partake of the food. The Bible says in different, you can check it in your version, he made up his mind that he would not defile himself with the king's choice food or with the wine which he drank. So he sought permission from the commander to, as we we said, and uh, officials to give them the normal food that they are used to eat. I want to bring you two points that I see in Daniel. Many preachers see 20 points, and the word of God is so rich. But for the sake of time, we're we're going to look at two things in the life of this man. The man of purpose. The first one is, we see... Courage in his purpose. Courage. How thrilling it is to see young people with strong convictions and unequaled courage. At that time, you're not supposed to say no to the king. King Nebuchadnezzar was a ruthless king. Killing for him was normal as eating and drinking. 
and he who disobeys is done, either thrown in the fire or given to the lions to be eaten. You cannot disobey the king's word. And here's Daniel standing with courage and saying, wait a minute, wait a minute, I will not partake, neither myself nor my friends. Courage. He stands near the top, this young man, in all generations of those who have been willing to take a stand for personal purity at any cost. He had the courage to defy the king's orders. He insisted that he would not defy himself. He insisted. He went against the king's order. Because I have beliefs and I want to stand for them. This is the point I want to bring to our young people today, mainly our young people, and all of us, we're all young, right? Amen. Amen. Even Walter is young. <laughs> but the majority of our church are young people. And I want to bring this point to our young people. We have to learn how to say no and stand behind it. When you're offered to do something against your own belief, you should say no and don't worry about the consequences. Can you do that? You have been trained. You've been raised in a Christian family. You've been taught the precepts of God in this church. You've been nurtured and nourished by your mom and dad at home to be a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. You've accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior. And now you're gone into the world. You have to learn to say no to sin. You have to learn to say yes to the Lord. And you have to start knowing the meaning of no and the meaning of yes and what? Practice them as long as you live. This is what Daniel did. He said, no, period. And he insisted on that. This is a big challenge for our young men and women. We are challenged every day by sin around us. And life today requires that you have a purpose to live for. And this man had a purpose. And we see it in his courage. I am going to live for my God, and no one is going to deter me, to deter me from that. I want to stand for my God. And God promised that he will take good care of me, and I am not going to retreat. I am not going to accept no challenge. It's too difficult for me. I am going to stand for my Savior. Young men and women, this is the call for us today. In a day where all, everything goes now. Everything goes. 
Families are broken. Our system is broken. Our life nowadays, families, look at the families nowadays. Look at the schools nowadays. Look at everything around us. Sin is prevailing. And young men and women, please take a stand for the Lord Jesus Christ. Be courageous and take a stand. And learn, as I said, when to say no and when to say yes. We thank God at this junction in our lives, we're not asked to go to uh, the lion's dens, are we? We're not asked to be thrown in the fire, furnace of fire, like our ancestors of yesteryears. But the real test of our stand, in the face of the pressures we face day in and day out, it's in every relationship of life. Especially our people who are going to college and our new, new people who are going to high schools and you are starting something new, a different life, different challenges from your peers, from uh, what you see around you, from the outside world. You need courage in the high school grounds, high school students, listen to that. You need courage on the college campus. You need courage in the social gatherings. You need courage in the workplace. You need courage in our homes, even in the churches today. There are so many churches today that are teaching a different gospel than the gospel of Jesus Christ. We have to be careful. Men and women are teaching their own beliefs. God forbid that we teach anything from this pulpit except the word of God. This is not a pulpit to teach our own beliefs. Neither mine nor anyone who stands behind the pulpit. This is not a pulpit to teach any political favoritism at all. This is not the pulpit of the world. This is the pulpit of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is why may God give all the churches and the preachers to teach the word of God and nothing else. Perseverance is costly. To stand up for Christ is costly. And godly courage is needed at this hour in our life. This is a challenge and a word of encouragement. Daniel stood, right? Was Daniel compensated? Yes or no? You all know the story. You studied it at Sunday school. And this is why I say then, let us dare to be a Daniel. Did you hear that? Dare to be a Daniel? Sunday school. Let's dare to be this man. Joshua of old. Joshua. When he took the leadership from Moses and Moses was called to go home and to be with the Lord. He faced the challenge of first being a new leader. I never led. I was a follower. I was the assistant to, to Moses. I never, I never led two million people. What am I going to do? All the multitude of Israel. And secondly, 
<laughs> he has to take them to the promised land. And he found himself just at a loss. What am I going to do? What a great undertaking. He was supposed to start in his new life. But the Lord spoke to him saying in Joshua chapter 1 and verse 6, Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous, for you shall give this people possession of the land. God will never leave us when we stand for him. When they take a stand, these men, when they took a stand, the four of them, we're talking mainly about Daniel, when he took a stand, was he disappointed? Never. Never. When you take refuge in God, he will not disappoint you. As long as you are under his umbrella, you will never be in need, you will never be in danger, and the enemy cannot touch you. And he knew that because he was taught at home. He was taught when he was in Jerusalem, he was taught to believe in God. And his God, the greatest, the only God that ever existed. It is easy nowadays, and listen to me, it's easy to play Christian. It's very easy. How many people say, I'm Christian? Yeah, we were born in a Christian family. We've been Catholics since ages. We've been Baptists since ages. I'm in the Presbyterian Church. I'm in such and such church. And I'm in San Ramon Valley Bible Church. It's not the name. It's the experience. This wise Spurgeon shouted in the face of his congregation, let us stop playing with toys where many are being persecuted, imprisoned, and even killed for their faith in Jesus Christ. If you are a Christian, by experience, if you are born again, take stand, be courageous, and be a person, a woman, and a man of purpose everywhere you are. Stand for Jesus Christ. I am not going to defile myself, period. Come what may. Death, okay, I am not going to defile myself. This is what Daniel said. We are called to follow Christ. And following Christ is not easy. It's not easy. You have to take the cross every day and follow him. But we have to purpose in our hearts not to defile ourselves with this world's goods nor its wicked ways. Let us dare to be a Daniel. Young men and women, you're going to be offered alcohol, drugs, all kinds of enticing things to deter you from following the Lord Jesus Christ. I ask you to be a man, a woman of purpose, and be courageous and say no for the sake of the Savior. Not no because I belong to a church, which is good, you belong to a church. No because you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. 
and his death for you should not go in vain and should not exchange that death on the tables of the world and in the bars of this world. Daniel, yes, purposed. He knew his God and threw himself on him. This courage that led Martin Luther to defy the Roman Empire, the whole Roman Church, when his life was in peril, and he said, listen to what he said, this young man, I neither can nor will make any retraction of my faith. Here I stand, I can do nothing, so help me God. Courage found in the sturdy soul of John Knox. If you read the story of John Knox, who is on his tombstone, you know what is written on his tombstone. It says, here lies one who never feared the face of any man. Courage that led Paul through his life when he wrote his last words. And he says, I have fought a good fight. Christian life is a fight. He was courageous. I have fought a good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. We started good. You started good at home, young man, young woman. You started well with your, when you were with their parents. Now you go to college. Now you go to work. Now you might work in San Francisco. Now you go and be with other people. Now you're experiencing the world. Let me tell you one thing. Go. Go. But go with God. And as he said, I fought a good fight. And you're going to fight. And your fight is going to be good. And you're going to be victorious. Because God is with you. He was scarred. Paul was scarred. With the battles of the years. Wouldn't you say that? Bruised by the beatings. Grown old and not yet weary with the struggle. He was proud of the marks that he was carrying in his body. He was proud from imprisonments and beatings that sealed his future completely and gave him passport to immortality. We are challenged. This is the courage that led Daniel to say no. And it is needed today by all of us, especially these last days. Look around you, and you know we are living in the last days. Take courage, young man. Take courage, young woman. Take courage, dear brother and sister. This courage belongs to the inner man. This is what we're talking. You are, should be strong inside. The moral courage that is needed, the spiritual courage that is needed, the uncompromising courage that is needed. Do not compromise your life. The deep flowing presence of the Lord Jesus Christ, the God that you worship in your human soul. He purposed with courage not to defile himself in this world. It's challenging. I agree. Maybe I'm asking for something more than you can. Yes, in our 
situation in our strength. We cannot do it. But with Christ, everything is possible. And that's what Paul said. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. <coughs> Second word, and we'll be out of here. He showed loyalty in his perseverance. Loyalty. Courage and loyalty. He stood and he never gave up. He never gave up. There's an old saying. If at first you don't succeed, try and try again. <coughs> you know how many times Abraham Lincoln tried? I read, I, I don't have, I think 17 times he tried to, for different things in life. Different things. And then he did not succeed. Did he give up? Did he become a president? Did he become the best president we've ever had, maybe? Why? Because he tried. He never gave up. By applying this to our life, we might say that to live a Christian life requires more than one try, more than one decision, more than one life to live for the Lord Jesus Christ. Though the initial de decision is important, the first and initial decision to accept the Lord Jesus Christ is key. Once you have him, try again. You should decide day after day, hour after hour, moment after moment to live for Christ and stand for Christ and to be loyal to him until death do us part. This takes loyalty. You know, when you want to think of someone and smile, you say, well, he's such a loyal person. And thank God for you. You are loyal to your Jesus before being loyal to anyone in the world. You don't want to dishonor him. You know, when we become disloyal, we dishonor God. Loyalty gives you that purpose in life. And that's why his purpose, he never geared from his purpose. He stood firm. Daniel. Daniel kept in chapter 1, verse 11... There's a new translation for that. He said, Daniel kept on saying to the stewards, no, give us a different meal. He kept reminding them until the head of stewards had compassion on him. He said, okay, all right, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you what you want. But tell you, I tell you, after 10 days, if you look pale and if you look weak, I am going to reinstate you to eat the food that we feed at the table of the king. He said, okay. You know, at the end of, at the end of 10 days, you know what, <laughs> what he found out? Uh, at the end of 10 days, verse 15, it says, their appearance seemed better. I mean, it's better understood. What's better? 
better, right? <laughs> was their appearance seems better, and they were fatter than all youths who had been eating the king's choice food. How about that? In other words, they were not anemic. Why? Because God was feeding them. Because God was taking them. And that's what loyal takes. When you're loyal to Christ, when you stand with a purpose for him, let me tell you one thing. I guarantee you that he will never leave you alone. He will stand with you. He will lead you by his hand. And he will get you the desire of your heart. Get that. Let it be ingrained in your heart. He said, as long as we live, as long as I'm here, God placed me in this palace. That's what Daniel says. He placed me there. No compromise. Where are you today? At your school. At your work. At home. Anywhere you work. No compromise. Don't fall into that. The world wants you to compromise. Did Daniel compromise? No. Okay. No retreat. Did he retreat it? No. This is my commitment, he said, and I will not dishonor my God. My loyalty goes first to him, then to my profession. You might be pressured to make a decision against your will at work or Sometimes you're asked to lie. Obey God. Obey God. Be loyal to him. He'll get you out. He'll take care of you. That's my personal experience. When we were as at the department, when I was working, we were at a big department, and we needed to do a few things not according to the book. I was asked all the time by my, by my manager, hey, don't leave here. You don't know how to lie. Get out of here. Did God take care of me? God will take care of you. Did he take care of Daniel? Even though the lions in the lion's den... Yeah, I took care of him. Did you take care of Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego in the fire? Yes, he did. Will he take care of you? I challenge you to say, yes, he will. And don't be afraid. Stand. Be loyal to the one who was loyal to you until the last breath. Why was he untouched by the lions? Why wasn't he, wasn't he eaten by the lions? We have because we have a God who's greater than the lions. We have the one who created the lions to eat anything. He said that night, you are not going to eat anything. In fact, you're going to give him a good mattress he can sleep on. He will be, you will be his bed until tomorrow morning. Yes, sir. Case closed. Nebuchadnezzar in the morning, he says, Daniel, where are you? I said, I'm here. 
Get him out. Promote him. But until then, you know what Daniel did? He did what he always do. And he, he just went to his room. He had a room on top of the palace. Okay? He opened his windows toward Jerusalem, prayed three times a day, and he, if everybody wants to see, I am, I am bending my knees to my God and not to the statue that they have up there. I'm not going to worship any other God. I am going to worship the only living God. And this is why Daniel became friends with the lions and was promoted in the kingdom. That's the result of standing for your God. Man of courage and a man of loyalty. Are you loyal? Are you loyal to Christ? Are you loyal to the church that raised you? Are you loyal to the teaching of this word? Are you courageous to stand firm? And at the end, I'd like to say, was he promoted? Was he given a high, a high place in the kingdom? He was the second man in the Chaldean kingdom under Nebuchadnezzar and the king that came after him. Why? Why do you think God promoted him? And he promoted later on his friends. And you say, okay, I have lived, I've been courageous, I've been loyal, but I, I don't see any quick results. Oh, stop for a second. The results are not for us to make. The results are for God, and the rewards are for God. Amen. He might reward you here, and he might not reward you here. He might reward you at the judgment seat of Christ, but of course, there will be a reward. And one day, Daniel was true. He was loyal. He was, uh, he was rewarded. He was obedient. He was given more. He prospered greatly. And guess what? At the end of the road, you will prosper. God will reward you, and you will look back and say, thank God, what a life I have. When everything is said and done, when you come to the end of the journey, when you graduate that day, when you hold that big diploma, and you are a, going to the business world, you look back at the four years and say, thank God, he rewarded me. I have it in my hands. Now I am going to the world. High schoolers, you'll be rewarded by success and go to the world. Remember, God first, God first, and God first. And leave the rest for him to take care of you. A man of purpose is a man of courage and a man of loyalty. Are we? That's the challenge today, and may God bless you and give you grace to continue the journey depending on him. Amen? Amen. Let's say a word of prayers. Father, we thank you for the word of God. We thank you for this man. Help us to emulate him, imitate him, and live a life to bring glory to your name. Bless each and every one. And if there are any person here this morning who do not know you as a savior, to take courage and say, Lord, I need you in my life so I can continue the journey. You're with me 
and I am with you. Dismiss us, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. The meeting is over. Thank you for listening. God bless you and give you a wonderful afternoon and a good week.